My name's Theo Ruby and I'm a marketing consultant specializing in website design, SEO and small business marketing. About two years ago, I set up the Enterprise Network to offer free training and events for small businesses in London. And now because of the current climate, we're offering weekly power hours. Every Friday, we're going to target a particular challenge and each week we'll have a, a small panel of experts who'll give insight and updates on how you can actually overcome these challenges. If you'd like to get involved, please register or email me at theo at theoruby.com, either as an attendee or, or if you'd like to join the panel. Thank you for watching. I am uh, Jeannie Shapiro and uh, I have a, a marketing consultancy called Think Genie. Uh, I've been self-employed for 18 years. And on the side, I'm a property investor, but that's that's that hat over there. Um, I uh, do, I mainly at this point concentrate on either social media and I do more uh, auditing and um, write strategies, uh, do training uh, for most people. I can manage accounts, but I, I prefer to encourage people to manage their own. I also uh, organize and develop events and run some events and things like that. And I run SME consultancies. Um, I do a monthly lunch here in Chiswick called the Chiswick Lunch Break. We have 500 plus members in that. And we normally get between 30 and 40 people each lunch. And it's uh, pay as you go, no membership. And it's it, it says what it does on the tin. It's using your lunch, uh, taking advantage of your lunch break. Um, great networking, no hard sales, no elevated pitches or anything. And it, it, doing that for four years and it works well. And I also part-time work with a company called Chiswick Buzz, which is the local Chiswick TV station as well. So that's me. Yes, so I'm Sarah Desange and I am a psychotherapist. Um, my specialism is working with people struggling with um, eating difficulties and body image struggles. And I wrote a book that came out in January um, about binge eating. And I also, I run quite a few workshops for other therapists and I've got a couple of workshops set up in June that I've sold a load of tickets for. And of course I'm, I'm in this place where I'm like, do I contact people and offer them refunds? But actually like after this today, I'm feeling much more comfortable with the idea of delivering it online. And I reckon people will be quite open to that with everything that's going on as well. So I'm feeling really like buoyed by doing this. This has really, really helped me. Oh, thank you. If we just get started, so the idea was just to have a look at ways to be productive at home. Everyone keeps saying, oh, how am I going to get into a routine and kind of feel comfortable working from my desk? So mm -hmm. it's just, I thought, because Jeannie, you, you both have been doing it for a couple of years now. You might have some input and some ideas that maybe I haven't thought of. No, no I mean, but I, I have, um, I have been working from home for the last 18 years off and on <laughs> so um, it's something and, and I think we we said it just before we came on the, I think the number one is to keep to routine mm, because you, you just you know you have to wake up and start the day as you would whether you're getting dressed and going to the office or not um, okay you can get away with some things like wearing pajama bottoms if you're only going to go online or something like that but um, you do need to be ready um, to, to you know, answer your emails the first thing in the morning, to get yourself ready, make your plan for the day, and be ready to answer the phone and make phone calls from, from, from you know, the, the, the normal time. Normal time. Mm -hmm. um, and that also means being productive. I'm a big work-life balance sort of person, and I do think that you got to stop at um, the same time you would if you're in an office as well. And I know some of us work overtime in offices, but I just think generally that it is a nine to five, nine to six sort of day. And 
if somebody's, if you get into the habit of talking to somebody because you're home and you can answer them at seven o'clock because they sent you something at 6.30, that conversation is going to keep going on and on. And you just need to set nice but realistic boundaries about, you know, I'll call you first thing in the morning, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. But I think it's really important to be productive, to work a normal day and not overdo it um, if you can. But all but three of my clients decided to move sessions online. And actually there's been, there's been a bit of an influx this week as well. So I just think with people feeling isolated, now's the time kind of more than ever. And they're much more willing to do online. And I think, I think the habits will change that way. It will stay that way anyway after this is over. I think people will get used to it. And I think it's going to be a different, a different world. For good, the good stuff is coming, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to change the way we view this stuff. So I was really pleased to come on today actually and try this out because I run a therapy group. Okay. And we're going to try online. Okay. Do you, do, do you currently use Zoom or you, you haven't used Zoom before? No, I normally use Skype, FaceTime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I haven't done a group before like this. So this is just really interesting to see how this works. I don't think you should ignore it. I mean, if you have a set, if you agree with a client or somebody, I'll talk to you Saturday morning. I have meetings on a Saturday. You know, sometimes I'll go for coffee. Well, I was going for coffee. I'm not sure I will be for the foreseeable future. But I mean, I would do it, but it's planned. Um, and if I, if somebody sounds like, you know, they, they have a question, I might send a quick, we'll talk to you first thing Monday morning, know that that's first priority. But I do think you've got to set the boundaries because if you let those boundaries go, then people will just keep, and they don't mind. And generally I find that in the majority of cases, people understand when you say, I'll talk to you first thing Monday, it's fine. Um, but I, but I do think it's really important because I, I, you know, I was getting into a routine where I was still 10 o'clock at night because I'm going to get this done because I want to get it to them. And I, and I was good for nothing because I was so tired from, from carrying on and doing that, that the next morning I was less productive because I was so busy. So mm -hmm. I will carry on yelling at you, Theo, if you keep doing <laughs> yeah, late definitely. nights and weekends. <laughs> and I think as well to have like a bit of a break in the day. So I'll, um, I get up, start about half past eight. And sometimes I'd work pretty much all the way through till five. And now I'm learning to kind of stop at 11, have a half an hour break, stop at one and kind of having a bit more kind of a normal routine, like going for lunch, going out a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll, I, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to dominate. Go ahead, Sarah. I was just going to say punctuating the day, I think it's really helpful in terms of structuring. And you're talking about your breaks, Theo. Mm. Um, for a lot of people, this is going to be really new for them at this time. So having to have that discipline to put the punctuation in can be quite challenging. And because we're more isolated at the moment, that idea like LinkedIn, for example, for their staff, all their teams are still having their coffee break at the same time online. Hmm. So like if there are people that you know or people in your network or just friends that you're like 11 o'clock, can we have a virtual coffee? It just gives you that break and also that bit of contact with someone, which I think people are going to really feel over the next few weeks, if not months. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think it just, otherwise you get, kind of get a bit stuck in the routine of just slogging away, basically. Yeah. I just three think, sorry, three o'clock's a brilliant time to do that because three o'clock's when everyone has the afternoon slump. So that conversation and contact's going to perk you up. Exactly, yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to say, just getting up off, off a chair as well. You know, it's just, I, I, I find that I could sometimes, if I'm in a project or I'm, I'm, my head's down, I could be sitting for two and a half, three hours and not move because I'm, just typing away or talking to somebody and then I'm stiff and I'm, you know, whatever. And I just think that it's important 
to have those breaks, but also just generally get up and walk, um, even if it's around the house or something, because um, yeah, it, that stretch and that, that break is, is necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think all, all that sort of thing. I think the exercise, I mean, I, I've written down, because I just wrote down a few things when you said you were putting together this, um, this, this meetup, e-meet. And, um, you know, I think it, it just getting fresh air and exercise. And if that exercise is a walk around, around, around the street or just if it is going, you know, out to buy your lunch or if it is whatever, I just think it's really important because, you know, when I first started, um, you know, working from home, you, you know, it's, it's, you get not lazy, but you just don't move. And, and it's just not good for you. And, and you actually think, I mean, everybody knows, you think better when you've, you've had a bit of exercise or fresh air. Um, and, and I think that's probably one of the, high, the biggest things. And I, you know, I, working from home is difficult, though, too, because we tend to find other tasks and jobs to do um, in between. Like, oh, I have five minutes, I'm going to throw the laundry in, or, oh, you know, I'm going to do that. And I, you know what? I've learned not to apologize for that either. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it, you know, it, it, it's nice because I remember when I was in an office, finding time to do those things was just impossible. Getting to the post office or for myself or, or the dry cleaners or whatever it is. And actually, don't apologize for that because, mm. you know, it's, it's, you're going to make up the hour because you're working from home. If you take the half an hour and you have something to do, you will work that extra half an hour because you don't have to go anywhere and do it. But don't apologize for getting up and moving around and doing some of the other small tasks you can multi multitask some of the home things and don't apologize. I, I don't. I think that's really good. And also some people, they get tempted to watch Netflix or to play mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. And it's, there's a, a line between having a quick break or doing an errand and sitting down and watching two hours of shows. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, like I think for me, at least my TV's downstairs. So that kind of break really helps. So you're not tempted to go and, and just procrastinate basically. I do have to admit, I ha- I like background noise, and it's not necessarily the TV. But I I sometimes when I have a task where I have to write some sort of a you know something out that's going to be just a long you know I'm doing a, a any kind of a a project work. I I sometimes have the radio on in the back because not loud or whatever. But I just find sometimes background noise. I used to do that in an office as well. We had an office, and you know there's quite a few people, and there was always a little bit of it actually helped people to have the radio on and the background noise without overtaking. So again, I don't apologize sometimes for needing that because you're working on isolation and you can't be talking to people all the time and you can't be on the phone all the time, but it is nice to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to know what's going on or hear some music. I think that's, that's actually quite soothing when you're working. Yeah. And Sarah, have you noticed anyone's making comments now because of the um, social distancing? Are they asking you questions about how to, like de-stress or anything like that? I think at the moment, everyone's just still reeling from the fact this is happening. So it's really early days. There's been some people very anxious about it, but I think it's still processing that this is going to happen. I think that's going to be more of a subject coming up over the next week or two Mm. as people are settling into their routines and figuring out, are we going to go into full-on lockdown? How much is kind of socially ethical for us to be going out and doing? Hmm. Um, so at the moment, I think it's just that initial flush of anxiety that's coming out around what this means and the uncertainty about how long this is going on for. Um, but I don't think people are at that point at the moment. And I think some people, for me, when I left my day job and ended up being self-employed, 
it took me quite a while to adjust. And I think the thing I found the hardest was the self-accountability, the structuring my day. And now I know I have a much better day if I write a loose outline. And that's always flexible. It's not rigid. But I, I want to know a little bit how my day is going to unfold. What are the things I want to get done roughly when? But a little bit like you were saying, I don't apologize if I don't get it done. I think that's the thing as well. People are putting huge expectations on themselves. And there's all this stuff on social media about, oh, you can learn a language. You can do all this reading and do these courses and grow into the person you were always meant to be. And we have no moral obligation to come out of this as better people. I think a lot of us will grow through it. But when we put that pressure on ourselves, that's when we're going to end up, you know, struggling, I think. For me, I've got like, um, it's called an action day planner. So every day, every week, you set kind of your goals. And then you kind of, if you don't make it in that day, you move it on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So sometimes having like a, I know, a, a view of what your plan for the week really helps. And then yeah. like fitting all your stuff for the day. Absolutely. And I always have some <clears throat> easy wins. So when I write my list, I have a few really short tasks that once I get it done, I have, it gives me that sense of momentum. Some people say work with the most important thing first. I'm like, I'm more of a get the easiest one out of the way. But it's funny what works for you because you'll read all these techniques like the Pomodoro technique where you work for and it's 25 minutes and a half a uh, five minute break, something like that. I forget what the, the breakup is. I tried doing that and I found it so stressful. It just interrupted my train of thought and the way I was working and it didn't suit me at all. There's lots of stuff out there and, and people have just got to figure out, like you were saying, you don't work late. Hmm. Um, you ha- you're very rigid with your, you're strict with yourself with your times because that's what's best for you. You need that. Hmm. But I think some people are not morning people and their jobs always required them to do their work in the morning. And if they want to shift stuff later and that works for them, then great. We've all got to find our own way with this a bit. I agree. I agree. It is is to each their own. I think, I think it it is just don't overdo it, I guess, is more the the thing is like if, if a work day is meant to be eight hours or eight and a half, nine hours, you know, you can't, it can't always be that way, but try and try and stick to that because there is a tendency to go overboard because you're home and the the guilt factor or because if you're lucky enough to be busy, um, then, you know, you're going to keep going then I'm going to get, you know, and I just think you can be burnt out as much working, being self-employed as as you can be um, working from an office for another company. Uh, because it, it may be even more so because you're stressed because you're doing this job now, but you're always looking for the next customer. <laughs> you know, it doesn't stop. You have this great project but then it's going to be over in a month and a half and stuff. And then what's going to happen next if I'm busy doing this. And so, you know, I, I, I think it, there's as much potential for stress being a self-employed, which is, I guess, you know, just managing your, your time and your expectations. I think it's, 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 it's necessary. Mm, I think my first year it was managing the budget and working out how much, how much you need to make per month and how you're going to get that in. And then obviously once you build up uh, a reputation, I guess it starts to flow which is making sure that you're aware that you'll have bad months and good months. And yeah. We, we go to, when we're self-employed, we wear every single hat in the business. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're planning, we're finance, we're a uh, new business, we're, you know, actually doing the work we're contracted to do. And it's, it's hard because, you know, it, you know, I, this morning I started off and I said, I realized I had two customers that, that have owed me money for, for, you know, that they, they're, they're, the, the billing site, you know, is well overdue. And I just thought I got to tackle this because for obvious reasons, I, I want the money to come in. I don't want that to go on with what's going on, but also, you know, it is part of the job. So my first half an hour 
before I did anything else, are you saying quick win, Sarah, was they got emails to say, hi guys, hate to be doing this, but can, can I get that invoice settled? And fortunately one of the two so far has been, but, but you know, you have, it's, that's a challenge as well is like putting on which hat we're doing for the job at what point, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard, but manageable. Have you had any, ever had any luck finding like help on people per hour artwork or anything like that? Yeah. <clears throat> because oh. I always struggle. I speak to them and then we do a small job, but I always find that the communication, I guess, breaks down with some of them. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I can't say I've had loads, but I, I lucked out with one, one guy who is like pretty much a, a main graphic, graphic designer for me. He's based in Pakistan. And, um, and yeah, I mean, there's just sometimes there's old fashioned, I mean, I can do loads in Canva, but I'm not a designer. Um, and when, you know, last week was a case in point, I had to put together an eight page um, brochure or, you know, flyer brochure for rate cart for Chiswick Buzz, who I'm, I'm working for. And I'm going, this is great. Such a bad use of my time to sit here and try and design something that won't look as good as it could look and take hours for me to do. So when I have this guy, I said, I've never used him for a brochure before. And I said, can you do it? And $40 later or $50 later in eight pages, he did a fantastic job and, you know, it was off my shoulders. So it, it's, it's test and see it's trial and error. Um, mm. But it is, valuable. Actually the, the guy I use is in people per hour, but Fiverr, I, I've had more luck with Fiverr than I have with people per hour. Um, I tried myself on people per hour. I tried to put my services on there and I, I, I wasn't very impressed with what I, what I was getting um, and, and stuff. So I stopped. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've had a lot of work through Buck and Bidvine. Oh, I have mm. uh, two through Bidvine now and about three or four free Buck. Mm. I feel like if you meet someone face to face, it's just, it's much easier, smoother. And obviously now that's a very difficult thing, but maybe in a few, in a few months, it's always easy to find clients face to face. But yeah, finding the clients face to face, although this, this is actually really changed. I mean, I, I've always been social media and online, but this has changed my perception. I, I had, an, I got a new client this week, amazingly. Um, and our first meeting was two hours on, 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 online. And we got through loads and it was actually okay. We, we were able to, to and, you know, I'm, I'm a convert to Zoom. I'll be able to do my screen and, you know, he's contracted me for the next three or four weeks to do a couple of hours consulting. And I'm, this is, this is kind of saved, you know, gotten me a job in times of, of, of a problem. So um, I think this is face to face. And I think that's what we got to kind of, okay, it's not sitting in, whatever but we're still having the same conversation as if you were sitting in front of me or sarah or kate was sitting in front of me and having this conversation mm. we're still yeah, talking definitely i think and also people who were kind of afraid of tech like john and steve from the group hopefully now they're going to be a bit more more willing to jump in and actually go onto zoom or onto skype because some yeah, people are afraid of that i was working with a few people who've been really reluctant not used to doing online stuff at all never used skype and mm. they've been pleasantly surprised mm at how you can still get a similar feel. I'm never going to say it's quite the same. No, it isn't. But a similar feel. It's not as um, removed or as strange as I think some people imagine it would be. But mm. I did find I had on Wednesday, I had a day where I had quite a few clients and uh, I had a couple of just virtual copies as well. And at the end of the day, I realised I'd been looking at my computer screen for a total of about 10 
10 hours that day and I felt it and someone was texting me and I couldn't even bear the thought of like texting back on my phone because I was fed up of looking at screens. Mm. That, that actually is a really interesting point and that's, that's the biggest reason for stepping away from the screen regularly because the, the eye strain, the optometrist will have a field day in about six months or a year, which is good. I hope so for that, for their sake, you know, that they get business, but you know, I, I know my eyes have gone downhill because so much of my work is, is, is online and on the screen. So um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting point, Sarah. That's, that's an interesting yeah, I mean, there's that, you know, the 20, 20, 20 rule. So you stop for 20 seconds every 20 minutes. You look 20 meters away, 20 feet away. Oh. But I, I try, but I do it like once an hour or something. But I think that's something that we should try and do more. Mm -hmm. so you, you look across the room to the corner as far as you possibly can for 20 seconds. And it kind of changes the way the muscles in your eyes are working. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've come across that. That sounds smart. I know it's really important to view things like far away it's something mm. it's important for the brain as well as the eyes so they find that people who live in cities where everything's really close you don't get to look into the distance as you do when you're out and about mm. and i'm not sure like what the neuroscience is behind it but fortunately where i am my computer's set up and i'm at the window so i can glance out the street and yeah i think that's that i'm going to be a bit more conscious about that i think theo about how often i, I do think it. Yeah, I think that's a great, great tip. Actually, I was going to say the same, sir. I, I purposely, I sit at the end of my table and my window is straight in front of me. Um, and I've tried it always facing the wall and facing his. And the one where I'm most productive and I'm most happy is knowing that there's the outside world right in front of me and the window and stuff. So it's a bit I, of nature, a bit of life, which is always quite nice. Mm, mm. So I think it's a really good tip. But I like that, the other 20, 20, 20. I think you should add 20 to stand up and stretch. For yeah, exactly. Well. I mean, Jeannie, I'm sure you've heard my Alexa bleeping at me while we've been having calls before. <laughs> so I actually set reminders throughout the day. Those, the Alexa reminders that is for me to get up and do something different. Oh, that's good. That's smart. That's I don't smart. know if also when you get on a call, it can be quite distracting. I'm just hoping it's not going to go off now. But <laughs> do any is it just a beep or does she shout at you to, to get up? <laughs> I, I shout at her, but she just beeps and it just says like every, I think it's every 30 minutes is a little timer. Mm -hmm. So I try and do 30 minute slots and then in between I'll do like a little move or I don't know, just move around a little bit. No, I, I think it's really important because I, I, I know the second I've sat too long is when I actually stand up because there's a, that moment if I've been sitting too long where my back just doesn't, doesn't like me. So I'm, I'm very conscious and it also just is how I sit. I think it's mm. really important to have a comfortable chair. I think it's really important because otherwise, you know, that that's all part of it. We don't have an office, we don't have the space, but you know, you do have to treat it how, as you, you know, th there's certain things that are just good for you and that it's, it's just right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a nice mouse and a keyboard and a good chair. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be expensive, but it's what, if you're working from home a lot, it's, it's worth it. I do, again, I think that working from home is gonna become much more routine after this, even for people in offices. I think people, you know, I, I was surprised by the amount of emails and things where, you know, for, for various companies I have to work with are saying, we've tested all the systems. We know we, you know, home is gonna work for us. We're on call, we're on this and all that. They've set the systems up now and they can see it's, it's, it's a savings ultimately for companies if they don't have to kit out a big office for lots of people um and all the rest of it that goes with it so I think it's I, hr as well like if they build up trust with the employees then they're more likely to be happier if they can have a day to be with their children and stuff like that 
The other thing I, I, I put down on my list, because obviously it's close to my heart, but I actually, I think this, this time um, and, and working from home, generally, um, social media is quite important. Um, it keeps me in touch in different ways, or at least keeps me up to date with what other businesses are doing. Obviously, um, being marketing and, and doing social media, it's, it's part of, of what I do. But I also find that I'm well aware and, and during right now, it's really interesting because I'm really keen to not only help my, my colleagues and, and people in the industry, but I'm keen to help my local businesses and do whatever they have to do. And I find that taking, I, I, I'm not apologizing again for taking a break and looking at Twitter for, for five minutes or getting onto Facebook and doing that. And then if I see a message, oh, that cafe is giving free coffee to NHS workers. Well, I'm going to shout out about that or do, do that and stuff like that. And I just think it's, um, you know, whereas it, it's, it, people have called social media necessary evil, but I actually think right now it's, I'm going to say it's necessary, but I think it's helpful. Um, and I think it's also not bad to have it part of your routine. Don't, again, you know, I'm in marketing, so it helps, but I, I do think it's, it's important. It, it's quite an important tool. And I'm, I'm watching Facebook who I don't, I'm on Facebook, but I, I don't love Facebook, but I actually am starting to fall in love with it again because I'm seeing people use it so creatively and so well, the live and stuff like that. I'm helping a couple of local of the churches and stuff. And I've helped one of them get, you know, help them figure out to get their, their masses, you know, uh, live, live, you know, screened on there and stuff like that. And it's quite satisfying and I'm glad to, to help with that. So I think, again, don't apologize um, for social media, obviously you can get lost in it and start getting into personal stuff, but I actually think it's a really useful tool for, for self-employed people. But I've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed doing the work that I do on Instagram and connecting people on that and uh, social media has really come into its own now because yeah, it's helpful for the business, more people are online, but also it's, it's social contact. Everyone was like, it's not as good as face-to-face. -face. It's not, but we don't have face-to-face -face now, mm -hmm. but this is what we've got. And I love, it's really interesting what's happening. Um, you've seen it on Facebook. I'm seeing it on Instagram where people are doing a lot more live stuff. Mm. And even though it's someone talking live and you could watch a replay of somebody talking, there's something about knowing that this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And even just being able to log in and watch it, I think makes us feel a little bit more connected. I don't know what it is. I think it's just something psychological. If something's happening now, we're watching it. We feel a part of it. I think I... Totally agree, and I and I and I love it, and I and I, I'm happy to see a more positive use of social media now that we're all in this together and stuff like that. But I do think for home and self-employed and working from home, these are amazing tools if they're used well. And and right now they're they seem to be um, being used well, um, and I think it's vital for for you know for for be keep keeping connected, as Sarah said. Definitely. And I don't know if you guys saw on BBC yesterday, there was like a, a guitarist musician and he's doing live feeds yes. and getting people to pay him for his gigs. Yeah. And he said he made the same as five gigs in two Facebook lives. So hopefully it will kind of help some small businesses, help some like performing arts people. So now I'd be curious to know, this is, you know, I should know this, but how he, how he's charging for his Facebook live. That would be, I have to look that up after I finish with you, how he's. I think it was on Patreon. Yeah, no, it's, they, see, these are the things we talk about. And I'm kind of like, right, this is giving me the time and, and the, the drive of what's doing to mm. be able to get that knowledge and figure that out. So because I have quite a few people, um, you know, figuring out how to do different things, you know, put, you know, classes on, on, 
on and things like that. So it's um, fascinating. It's fascinating how people are using it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's like Amanda doing those um, workouts from home videos. Mm. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more of that now. Mm. Mm. But Sarah, I mean, so you're doing your Skype calls. Are you doing anything else different than you were before? Well, I already had a few online clients anyway. So it's just a case of moving everybody online. Um, one of the things that's quite cute, I'm getting to meet everybody's pets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying that. <laughs> Um, but on the whole, I'd already done online work. It was just such a small percentage of what I did. And now it's all of what I'm currently doing. So there's not a huge, but there's a lot of, um, cause I'm a member of all the therapist communities on Facebook. A lot of them very anxious about it cause they've never used this technology and they're trying to support people with their mental health at the same time as, as struggling with getting up and running in this way. And it's interesting times for us because we've always been a very location based service when people are looking for a therapist the first thing they want to do is find someone who's conveniently located for them well this is going to blow all of that out the window you know why would someone in london seek out a london therapist that costs 25 pound more an hour than if you went online and found somebody up in birmingham or something like that so i think it's gonna be an interesting time for some of these london face-to-face -face business type that, that are going to be online yeah i mean it's actually a point i hadn't thought about but I mean, in, you know, in enough seriousness, but um, I, I suspect, unfortunately, that, that mental health is going to be really something that's going to, you know, people, people have, it's just going to affect those who already know that they have a mental health issue and what it's going to bring out in other people, because it is isolation for so many. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I hadn't realized that that'll be interesting. And, and yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, about the yeah the, it makes it makes the there's no boundaries <laughs> mm -hmm. no the business is really changing and therapists kind of historically uh not very um <laughs> I don't, know the word is, don't embrace technology we're quite we like our ways but it's all about the human connection mm. um so yeah it's going to be all industries are going to experience a culture shift and i can just really see it coming in my own i think for someone in london it might i mean i don't want to condemn it but it might be a bit negative because I get a lot of work because I'm based in London mm -hmm. whereas if I if I could then get competition from people in Canterbury and all over the UK all over the world it might make it harder to kind of keep up the clients when you're based in London it depends on how you, what the future if the future of what you're going to do is going to be at least 50 percent or 75 percent online it shouldn't matter where they're coming from mm. If, if you if you're going to go back when this is all over you know it, it will it, hopefully soon um if you're going to go back to having lots of face-to-face -face i mean i i do think socializing in the same room is a nice thing and and i you know i would hope that, <laughs> that this will get back to that in the future but i i also know that i was actually over networking and over socializing and um, i discovered that about a year or two ago and i again um as self-employed i made myself a, a, a pack saying you will not go to more than one um, evening event a week because um, unless it's absolutely necessary because it was actually it was actually wiping me out you know every you know it, wiping me out physically mentally and also um, financially because I was spending money going out and doing taking this course and doing that workshop and stuff like that and I just think you know I, I do think we have a tendency when we work from home and work for ourselves to go, 
I got to get out and I got to network. So I'm going to go to this meeting and that meeting and that meeting and that meeting. And I, and I, and, and I, you know, I run meetings myself and networking, so I'm happy that people are coming. But at the same time, I think there's only so much you can do and be productive at doing those. Um, and um, I think hopefully this, this will change that we can run workshops online and save the networking for pure networking when we're together in the same room and socializing. Definitely. And I think the Chiswick lunch break, did anyone actually turn up on Wednesday? I know you were there just waiting to see what happened. Well, I actually didn't go because um, Tuesday night is when they announced that pubs, people shouldn't go to pubs and clubs okay. and stuff like that. And I actually walked by, I think, um, Tuesday after that, uh, walked by the pub and, oh, it was Monday night they made the announcement. I walked by on Tuesday and there was like two people smoking outside and there was nobody else inside, sadly, for the pub at lunchtime. And I just thought... After this announcement, people are going to know. I mean, I had emailed and stuff. Although I had, did get an email yesterday from somebody who said, oh, I, I didn't realize the lunch break was on Wednesday. Was it a good one? And I'm like, are you watching your emails or the news? But, um, so I, di I didn't actually go. But no, nobody's emailed. Nobody said anything other than they missed it and stuff. So, And I'm now trying to sh shift that online. There's a, there's a case in point. I have the – and you actually prompted me with that. So I thank you, Theo. But – I have the Chiswick Lunch Break group that's always been there, but it's allowed me to expand it. And I think I've gotten 20 new, 20 somewhat new members over the last three or four days without even barely trying. So that's brilliant, you know, to, to be able to try and move that. And I, and I have ideas of how to make that group work a little bit harder and better and stuff like that. And that will carry on no matter yeah, what. Definitely. And I know Priyush did the nice video and a few people are actually posting and engaging now. I did, one thought I did have is that if we, if anything good comes from it, we could create like a cheat sheet. So like 10 things to do uh, to help yourself when you're working from home. Mm. <clears throat> so I might try and transcribe some of this and put it into just like a few bullets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great idea. You, you've recorded this, right, Theo? You I have, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily want to publish it just because of all the technical stuff, but. Can you, can, you, can you edit once it's recorded or is it just, no, it's just an MP4, so then you can do anything with it. So I can edit the sound, edit the video. I just wonder if you could chop it up into chunks or something or other. If, if yeah, you, yeah, you could completely manipulate it however you wanted to. Hmm. And do you manipulate, is that another program you use to manipulate an MP4? Uh, I'd use, <clears throat> I used to use um, Premiere Pro, but oh. because that costs money. Now I'm going back to Shotcut, which is really nice. Okay. Shotcut is like um, a beginner's like, movie maker. Okay. So you basically just piece things together and it's very easy to use and easy to edit. Okay. I can send you a link afterwards if you want to have a look at it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I think a workshop on here on just useful link, useful tools for beginners, for anything to do marketing wise, not any, you know, you wouldn't catch anything, but it would be great, you know, from, from, you know, a, a bitly, the shortener of, of a URL to the movie make, you know, to all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think like especially Audacity and Shotcut, so audio, mm -hmm. video, and then Canva for your graphics. Canva, and then I was looking at Doodly and um, Toonly the other day, which are animate. You can make your own an uh, animated uh, videos. Okay. Um, and they have a special offer, one-time offer of like sixty sixty dollars for you know that's it, where they normally charge by month. So mm -hmm. I think they're both looking. So I just was like, I think animated videos are quite quite fun. Um, I think they work really well. Some people say that GIFs actually slow down a site. So they're, they're really good now for engagement, but you don't want to have too many because it might make it a little bit slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought if I had something that I could make myself, again, I'm not a graphic designer. Um, I would, uh, 
yeah. So if you, uh, uh, some sort of a workshop on just useful, 10 useful tools for, for the self-employed to do your own marketing, I think that would be a really good one. Definitely. I mean, if you're up for it, we could do like a joint one in the future in a couple of weeks. You seem to know more than I do on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely join in. I'm not sure how much I'll, I'll add, but definitely join yeah. in. No, but I, I can do a screen share on Shotcut and actually walk people through it as well. So you have like a five minute intro. Yeah, that would be great. The screen share would be really interesting showing you know people how to do stuff. Mm. Really interesting. And I think another one is screen capture. So when I work with someone, I use something called Loom, L-O-O-M. And I'll basically video my screen, annotate it, and then send it to them as instructions. So it's like oh. how to update your header on your website, how to add an image, especially oh, for people that aren't. So you can do one on how to set up Zoom, for example. I think you should. I think I think you could sell that one right now. <laughs> you can sell shares. If you can't sell shares in Zoom, you can sell shares in how to work with Zoom. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's my, my job over the next couple of days to figure this out by yeah. Tuesday. For me, I've taken my business and I've, you know, my marketing side and I only do those certain things. I was doing everything before, but now I, I, I very rationalize what, what, what I do so that I'm not, I can't do and won't do too much. And I say no. Um, well, sometimes. I'd be something told by my coach to get a couple of jam jars and some big pebbles <laughs> and, <laughs> and, a, and a bag full of sand. Well, <laughs> um, oh, it sounds very impressive anyway. <laughs> Thank yes. you. <laughs> Sorry, Steve, do you remember I sent you that link to the Action Day Planner? Um, it's like a, a, a diary that talks about the pebble and sand analogy and how you can yeah. like structure your day. Yeah. Um, you can, I'll send you the information. It's basically just work out your plan for the week, then break it down to your kind of daily goals yeah. and then make sure that you're quite flexible around it. Yeah. I think I obviously when you were starting, when I spoke to you last year, when you were starting being self-employed, it was like time management and kind of staying motivated that were quite big things for you weren't what wasn't it yeah it's quite ironic that today's session at UBC was actually going to be wellness in the workplace mm -hmm. <laughs> so I invited all of you to come down and talk about stress and how to manage your workloads <laughs> and now we kind of flipped it and it's uh, work, working from home mm -hmm. but definitely managing work stress the stress of working <laughs> yeah. from home mm. oh, it's, it's, it's just so many distractions at, uh, at home and more now than have been for years of the last a year or so I think something that the others covered earlier was that after this there might be a shift to more kind of remote working so it's probably good to get used to zoom and skype and all of these online tools yeah. just so because uh, from what I remember you do a lot of excel based uh, yeah. training and support yeah. so what I need is to learn how to access and use packages where I can take over someone's uh, computer and actually do it in front of people's eyes I know there's packages around, but I'm not, not sure what they are, how much they cost and how to use them. So I, you can actually do that with Zoom. So something I've done in the past with this tool is, uh, I, you know, I do obviously websites. So yeah. I'll take over someone's computer and on their computer, I'll show them how to update things and add in headers, etc. And you can do that via Skype, uh, Zoom, any of these kind of tools. Um, but I think to me, Zoom is the most stable anyway. Uh, that is something I need to learn how to use. Yeah, give me a shout. We can do like a little training on it, either a one-to-one -one or I was talking about doing like a few productivity tool trainings. Yep. So we, can, we can definitely cover that in the next couple of weeks. Theo, Theo I, have to, I have to sign off. I have something else coming up shortly. So no um, 
thank you so much for organizing this. It was lovely to meet you, Sarah and Steve and Sunita, if you're there. Lovely to meet you, Jeannie. Yeah, I hope we meet again soon. Yep. If online and hopefully in the future in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Thea. Everybody have a good weekend. Okay, see you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Sarah, did you have any other kind of tips around um, like staying productive and while you're working from home, just to kind of finish off? I think kind of go with your strengths. Like, what does it you know about yourself? So for me, when I first started, I created external accountability to get things done. So I had like an accountability burst. I was like, right, this is what I want to get done. And I would get them to hold me accountable. And that really worked for me. And then after a period of time, I felt that I didn't need that because I'd got into my routine. And I suppose don't underestimate how difficult it can feel to put a new routine in place where it's not been there before. Um, and so if you're someone who works well with accountability, some people just aren't, and that's fine. But if it is, use it rather than thinking, oh, I should just be able to do this. I've been feeling really, really demotivated the last couple of days, just trying to process everything. And actually coming in today and having this talk has given me that little boost I needed. So thank you for organizing this.